hello, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to another episode of World Hockey Report, the post-Stanley Cup edition of World Hockey Report. Yes, it is done like a well-done steak dinner. Slightly underwhelming, but if you put enough steak sauce on it, I'm sure it'll be passable. The Insider of the Insiders, Tyler Kuehl, alongside Cody Jansen here today, live from the Pro Rock Hockey Studios, as always, guys. No guests today, though. Don't worry. It's just going to be us two. We're going to grace us with your presence or grace us you're uh, with us press i don't know you got that one backwards but it was it was good it was entertaining i am i am the epitome of yoda i just speak backwards but the words get there as well janner how you doing today buddy doing great doing great it's a wednesday the sun's shining i had a birthday yesterday i'm not hung over this is i mean this is amazing it's 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 just the best wednesday in the world other than we don't have hockey so like sports are kind of done but like realistically Come on. It was a great season. It was a great hockey season for the NHL. It it was indeed. And we'll get to that game and a little bit more as well. But Janner, you forgot. We have one more hockey game. There is a Memorial Cup game tonight. The championship Hamilton and St. John's. That's I'm junior make- hockey, though. Oh, come on. Listen, well, it's we, still we, hockey. I'm still going to watch it. But like, let's be real. The NHL season's done. And so 99% of hockey fans tune out like you're right. Do you think one percent of hockey fans watch the Mem Cup? One per- well, okay. Are we talking the entire world or just North America? Is one percent of the world? No, not a chance. Because one percent very- of North America, even. Well, no, because unfortunately, a lot of us don't have NHL Network, Jan, and we have to find a bootleg. Oh, it's screen. on NHL Network in the states, eh? Oh yeah, oh yeah, but but of course, it's literally just like what they do with every other feed. It's rip the TSN feed and put it on theirs, and oh look, it's our. No, it's not. It's literally just the same. It's what they do for the, most of the world juniors. Which That's kind of weird how it wouldn't be on ESPN though. No, they think- no, not the Memorial Cup. No, it's a, they just. <sighs> Like I said, I, I think it's baby steps with that. Because I remember one year ESPN actually had the World Juniors. It was the year it was in Grand Forks. And that was the 05 Super Team in Canada. Um, of course, though, we do have a, we're about a month and a half away, though, from the World Juniors restarting in Edmonton. So that'll be certainly exciting. We'll talk about that as we're in Alberta. We'll be talking about that when we get closer to it, of course. We don't need to do a month and a half preview for it. Because, uh, first of all, we don't know who's actually going to play yet. Mason McTavish, though, is playing for Hamilton. That's for sure tonight. Um, yeah, be sure to... Who's what? McTavish is a stud. Same with that Dufour's on St. John. Like Dude, this Dufour- kid can put the pill in the net. I will I will admit, I will eat my crow. I expected the Quebec teams to flame out. I thought it was going to be Edmonton and Hamilton in the final, and Edmonton didn't even make it so far. Uh, B Strange says, how's your day going so far? It's going good, B Strange. Thanks for asking there, buddy. And if you guys are watching right now on the Hockey Podcast Network or 12 Ounce Sports or World Hockey Report, Jump in the chat and let us know how you're doing and tell us your reaction of the final, what you think is going to happen this offseason and whatever we chat about. Uh, like we said, we got some stuff to talk about today, but also remember, guys, yes, I know the playoffs are done, but it's OK. You can still go online and use the promo code WHR at SeatGeek. That's right. To get 20 bucks, save $20 using WHR at SeatGeek. Hall of Fame inductees were announced, Janner, this earlier this week. And what do you think about these guys? You have Daniel Alfredson, of course. There was a heck of a campaign going on there. Hashtag Alfie to the Hall. That paid off. Uh, the great Vancouver Canucks. The greatest Vancouver Canucks. No, I mean, that's a debatable thing. But Roberto Luongo and Daniel Henrik Sedin, those two guys are probably the best for sure. And also Herb Carnegie is going in as a builder, as well as Rika Salonen, the Finnish lady who... As we'll get to her, I'll get to her after I get Janner's reaction in a second. A great career and one of the few European women in the Hall of Fame. Janner, what of those names do you react to? Do you want my real thoughts compared to this, or do you want my like media nice well, smile on TV thoughts? Well, I already listen, I already did my Chris Osgood stick earlier. I don't need to do that well, again. It's not even How- regarding players, though. It's just it's, the Hockey Hall of Fame so stupid. It's the really? it's the okay. biggest joke ever. Like, how could Paul Henderson not be in there? He scored three of the biggest goals in Canadian hockey history. And it's like, well, he's not in the Hockey Hall of Fame. Like, what are we actually basing this off of? Like, Alex McGillney's not in. Imagine, like, yes, all that's... the shit that guy had to go through in his life, and he's not going to be in the Hall of Fame. I don't know. There, there's so many things that I've just completely blocked it out and said, hey, congrats clap it's awesome but i I really i couldn't be phased i don't watch it i don't care about it the only reason i talk about it's because i have to yeah i i I get what you're saying because first i mean that's maybe the why it's such a big deal is because 
I don't know. It's it's a very select group, and I think the the argument with Paul Henderson, and this is gonna I'm gonna slightly switch gears when I say this. It's the reason why you'll never see a CFL player go into the in the Pro Football Hall of Fame because it's a hard. It's what they did in the NFL, and that's why I think Paul Henderson, while he had a good career in the NHL, he might not be a Hall of Fame member. He's in the International Hall, but of it's fame, not but the NHL Hall of Fame. It's Hockey Hall of Fame. What's that's the what biggest series in hockey history? The 87 Canada. No, uh, yeah. The summit series in 72. No, I, I, I agree with you there. He should be in it for sure. And I, that's why I think they've started doing a lot of the builder stuff. I don't know if they'll ever expand the group because uh, a lot of the people obviously with Salon and getting in, it was great, but they said that there might, there should be more women that are getting inducted. And I, the, the thing is, and I'm going to go on a Greg Wyshynski pro wrestling rant here. It's because the WWE hall of fame is so good at adding like 12 guys a year. They're running out. <laughs> So it's one of those things they probably want to keep it select. And, you know, eventually, you know what, maybe Paul Henderson does get his due eventually. And, you know, it's the thing is, I will say this, though, it's hard to look at the players that got in this year and say, you know, those guys didn't deserve it. Because the Sedins are, like I said, probably two of the greatest Canucks of all time. Roberto Longo played on the same team. They're not getting in. Oh, no question about it. They work together and that's why they were drafted together. That's why Brian Burke. Draft together. Emoy jumping in there. We won the cup. That's right, Emoy. We'll get to that here in just a second. Um, but no, it's I, I get what you're saying. Yeah, if they were separate, that's why the All-Star game was kind of funny when they did separate them. But I think, and this is just me being a card carrying member of the goalie union, Luongo should have been because what is, you know, a thousand games as a goaltender in the NHL. No one had done and not many had done that before. So I that's why I think with him too, and the fact that he actually made it to the finals, and let's be honest, was a good goaltender on a pretty crappy Panthers team for a long Isn't time. Isn't Tom Barrasso not in there? Is it is it Tom Barrasso I'm thinking of? Is that the, the guy who went from high school to the NHL? Yeah, to the Buffalo Like Stuff Sabres. like that needs to be in the Hockey Hall of Fame because like that'll never happen again, oh. right? Like that's, no. how, how does the hockey world not recognize that? I, I, it just baffles me, which is why I've completely checked out on this. But shout out to the Avs, Emoy, you're the best. Yes, he is the best. And of course, we'll talk about it right now. Beast Train saying, let's go, Avs Emoy. The Colorado Avalanche winning the third Stanley Cup in franchise history, defeating the Tampa Bay Lightning in six games. You know, when we were talking about it on Sunday, it felt like it was possible that the Avs were going to win. But I'll tell you, Jander, that game was really close and tight. And I'm going to say it, and it's going to be crazy. Tampa got tampered by the Avalanche in that game. Darcy Kemper outdueled Andre Vasilevsky in the third period. That's all there is to talk well, about. Well, it helped that because, Kemper only had three shots on goal in that third period. Something ridiculous. No, but look like at that. the saves he made. Like that one timer stop on Kucherov. Absolutely yeah. nasty. Well, at the end, yeah. Like there's like four goalies in the world that are making that stop in game six of the Stanley Cup final. Like for him to keep his nerves under check, like just think this is a guy who signed for 650 in LA a few years ago. Like, Talk about a misuse of management. If you're Minnesota, LA, Arizona, you're absolutely kicking yourself because a stud just won a cut between the pipes. And what does everyone need? You need a 1A that can absolutely win you games when you need it the most. And he outbattled Andre Vasilevsky. He he did. And I would love to get uh, Hoppy, State of Hoppy from the Soda Pods take on Darcy Kemper. We talked about him before, and it was either him or him or Devin Dubnik. And at the time, Devin Dubnik was a Vesna candidate. And Darcy Kemper was the one B. Shout out to win. 10K takes too. I don't know if you follow those guys as much as I do, but like Bill Guerin on. Like Bill Guerin went oh, to yeah? 10K takes house for It's a Bit. Episode dropped today. I, I love that. So that's that's huge for them. And again, that's awesome. That just shows like what you can do in this media space. Like think about what we're doing here for a second. Obviously, like we wouldn't be here without our fans and followers. Right. But like right. this, this isn't, 1990s anymore early 2000s when you got to talk on am radio to have credibility like no it's you know anyone can do it if you want to put the time and effort in so it was awesome to see 10k takes get you know billy goat on that that would that would be pretty cool unfortunately you know where i'm you might have a few more people in your backyard compared to me. I don't know. There's, in, I mean, in Grand Rapids, we have a couple of guys. Uh, oh, geez, hot take coming in here. Jacob loves THPN says the worst NHL finals ever. Is it because Vegas wasn't in there? Jacob, tell me why. No, Jan. I, I mean, I don't think so. Jan, I know it didn't go seven games like we wanted to, but for six games, this series had everything. 
Well, yeah, I think Jacob just wants the attention. And that's fine. Again, we've all done stuff like that. That's why that. he always types in all caps. <laughs> I, I, I get, you know, how how could it be considered the worst? We had so many storylines. Like, there was never a dull moment of storyline. Like, I think of worst Stanley Cup of all time of, like, Carolina versus Detroit. Sorry, Michigan people. Like, oh, that doesn't excite me one bit. I think I of Anaheim versus, versus Edmonton in 06. I'm like, no, you take that back. Yeah, if me you said well, that, that would have been hilarious. Edmonton had a lot more storylines, though, like Dwayne Rollison getting injured. You, you've got the crazy comeback against San Jose. Like, there was at least some storylines there. Maybe Ottawa Anaheim's also up there for worst of all time. But, like, I don't know, this one at a ton. You Any, had Tampa going for a three-peat, and you had Colorado, a team that, you know, Nathan McKinnon had to prove he could win. Gabriel Landeskog's been the captain since 19. He's won Jack. Like, they showed up in the biggest moments. Kale McCarr proved that he's in the conversation with Connor McDavid for best player in the league. And Darcy Kemper came up and outdueled the best goalie in the world. That's something that, well, Anton Hudobin couldn't do. And obviously, Carey Price, that was last year, might have been the torch passing right there, it was, you know, from an all world goaltender, the all world goaltender to now Vasilevsky. And I'm not going to throw Kemper the all world tag, but well, Carey Price is, is trying to make chicken salad out of chicken feathers with what they had in Montreal. Like there was and, nothing great about his team. Hey, I'll say that right now. Kyle Bacoska said before the playoffs last year on my show, he said that they will go as far as Carey Price took him. And he took him all the way to game one of the finals. And that's where the rails went off for that's the funny. Montreal Canadiens. Jacob says the refs were bad. And to be honest, everyone knows the abs would win just off the first two games. I, I well, everyone wants to talk about how bad the refs are. Then what's your solution? Like, you can't just sit here on Twitter and bitch the whole time and be like, oh, refs are bad. Refs ruin this. Oh, I can't stand the NHL refing. Well, then have a solution. Don't just complain about things. That's what makes me mad as when people are just like, oh, the NHL refs are ruin it. Those are the best refs in the NHL. Those are the best refs in the world. Like, they're not just yeah. going to throw scrubs there that they think are going to make mistakes. So if you want to complain about it, fine, but have an actual solution here. Yeah, I, I agree with you there because it. I know, yes, the, the ending story for the Lightning was the, the no icing call and the dying seconds of regulation to game six and Victor Hedman still in the handshake line bitching at the linesman. I understand, yes, that will be the lasting image that we see. Uh, Hockey Hack says Darcy did not or did just enough to win and Francois did well in relief. I concur. And he says, F the refs, let's play. There, there's Jacob's idea, Janner. F the refs, yeah. let's play without refs. Yes, let's have some good old Saturday night shinny between the best athletes in the world and just let chaos persist itself and let Ryan Reeves, let Ryan Reeves uh, police everything. That's a great idea, right, Janner? So I, I like what Hockey Hack also sent in, though. Darcy did just enough to win. That's exactly what you needed here, goaltender. But Francois did well in relief. He was 6-0. Without Pavel Francois, the Avs don't win the Cup. That just shows how important it is to have a good one-two punch. Like, you need that backup goaltender nowadays. And as Kevin Woodley was saying, you probably need to be three deep nowadays in the NHL. So, yeah, Francois was awesome. Yeah, Camper did enough to win. But... Again, it's a team effort. You need everyone on that team. Also, is Devon Taves, you know, good pickup as well for the Avs. A good oh, yeah. pickup? No, he was a great pickup. Like, they absolutely hosed Lou. What do they get? A second round pick for him? Uh, for I remember it was it was ridiculous. It made Lou Lamoureux look like a joke. I remember that. And even though if you ask Ked from Morning Skate, he probably, he's been saying that for years now. But my point, yeah, yeah, it was it was not enough for what Devon Taves ended up being. Uh, Jacob says, let's remove the goalies and play with empty net. All right, buddy. Now, now you're just, yeah, we, we don't need goaltenders, but however, Logan Thompson, as he likes to do, the best young goaltender. Apparently that's Jacob's guy U sports now. represent. Yes. If, is Logan Thompson Logan. even going to be in the NHL next year? Like actual take here. Well, why not? Who the, Who's Vegas going to be able to get? <laughs> That's the I thing. I mean, you, Robin Leonard, that, young... that relationship's on the fritz, obviously, right now, as we've seen. I well, don't know. If Bruce I, I think Cassidy Vegas needs that. a backup because Robin Leonard can't stay healthy. And can Logan Thompson actually play 42 games a year I in the know. NHL? I think if you can, if Leonard can get through, yeah, if it can be like a 50 30 or something like that, or 52 30, whatever you want to do, I mean, something like that, I think that'd, that'd probably be best. But 
it'll be tough here. But let, let's get back to we'll we'll get to some more goaltending talk here, especially with the Oilers here in just a little bit. But let's get back to the finals here. Do we want to talk about McKinnon or the injuries first? Oh, I don't care. You're you're the one driving the boat here. I'm just here to I'm chime just, in. I, well, I need to ask because I need to know the direction you'd like to I, go. I, I love go talking the, about everything. I love talking about everything. Well, let's go. Yeah, the E-Boy's injuries. right. Are we actually talking about the Knights? Like, okay, if you if the next person to say Vegas Golden Knights on this show is getting a five dollar fine. All right, that's oh it. boy, that's the all bat. right, Jacob. The, Jacob, you got to put it on there, buddy. Well, You're the, the chat's fine. Cup. Jacob, Jacob's gonna say it no matter what. I'm saying like here, here. That's oh. it. Like if we got any guests that hop on out of nowhere or us, that's it. There's a fine. Right, so coming. is that is that fine? Just make sure, just so I know how to budget myself. Five Canadian or five American? Yeah, I. I I'd like to save a Venmo. buck or two. We need five. five in the Venmo. <laughs> um, all right. So let's go down the injuries first. The Tampa Bay Lightning were torn up for sure. The one admission you will hear from this list, or one I don't say, Victor Hedman. Allegedly, there was nothing wrong with Victor Hedman. But Braden Point had a quad tear. That's why he was out for the second round and the third round as well. Nikita Kucherov had a sprain MCL. That was from the cross-check from Devontae's. Uh, Pierre Albemar already had an MCL injury going into the playoffs, let alone being injured during the playoffs. Brandon Hagel had a foot fracture. Ryan McDonough had a mangled finger, whatever that is. Uh, Nick Paul also had a sprained MCL. Anthony Sorella dislocated one shoulder, injured the other. And for the Colorado Avalanche, Valerie Nchushkin had a broken foot. Did you see the x-rays of that, Janner? Yeah. He re- that's, he posted uh, I, I just love him getting wheeled out after, too. It looks awesome. Yeah, Elliot Friedman said on the Merrick show this week, or it was on 32 Thoughts, he said he should put the flip-flop that he walked into the arena with. They should put that in the Hall of Fame. Uh, Burakovsky played with a broken ankle, but could not overcome the broken thumb that he suffered earlier on in the series. Uh, who else was hurt? Kadri, of course, had the broken thumb. Girard had a broken sternum. And Darren Helm, apparently, despite playing the last bit of the series and the playoffs, an abdominal tear. I, I, you know what? It's we call it. The, it's the toughest season, and that's why even Charles Barkley says it's the toughest playoffs. Shaquille O'Neal says it's the toughest playoffs in sports because, folks, it is. It is two months of a grind, Janner, and this list is with just the two teams that were left. Let alone the laundry list of players that were injured in the first three rounds. Yeah, I think it's impressive. I, I think that Chris Pronger's thread really sums up why these guys are playing through it. Like that's right from the mouth of someone who's been in the NHL. No offense to a Rick Westhead, who's the one questioning it on Twitter, but he hasn't played in the NHL. He hasn't been in the dressing room. He hasn't suited up in a Stanley cup playoff game. So I I say we let the players decide that. And you can't tell me, Oh, well maybe they're not informed every time they get a Toradol shot in their ass. Neither are neither are we. I mean, you can go get morphine at the hospital. They don't stop you beforehand. You're going for emergency surgery and being like, well, these painkillers, you know, these Oxycontins, they're addictive. You could get caught on it. It's like, no, these are something you need for your pain right now. And so we're going to move. You know, it's the the American drug crisis as well. You see all the documentaries about it on Netflix. Like, let's not just pretend like every average person is getting a full one-page warning and a five-minute speech before they get these drugs. Like, why should the NHL be any different? Right. And that's that's a big thing, too. And I, I... I try, I can't say I'm like, oh, I'm just like these guys. I know what it's been through. Like, oh, yes, Janner and I have not even come close to playing in the NHL. But the point of the matter is this, like, if I was in the playoffs and why Darcy Kemper tried to play a little bit when he was injured, it's because of the fact that we want to play. If you, if someone say, you know what, all right, if we warm up like this, if you stretch like this, and if you take, you know, this, that could probably numb the pain a little bit, and then you can play. Yeah, sure. Whatever it takes. I mean, because that's these mindsets, these guys, they're not thinking about 25 years down the line. I mean, Larry Bird, Larry Bird. Yes, I'm going to basketball here, kids. Larry Bird, one of the greatest players of all time, can barely walk, but he didn't care. He wanted to win. He'd rather fall on his head on the hard hardwood floor of a basketball court than, you know, take safety precautions just so he can, you know, be able to live later in life. He wanted to win a championship. And that's why these guys are putting their bodies on the line like this, because they want to win. Tampa Bay, yes, they won back-to-back championships, but psh, you could tell they wanted to win a third. I mean, it means a lot to these guys, and it's it's incredible. And we're going to continue this conversation here on the other side. When we come back, we're going to talk about – we'll talk a little bit about Nathan McKinnon and goaltending in the Edmonton Oilers system. What might they do coming up here when we talk about it with more? Hi, Tim Long. How you doing there, buddy? Good to see you. We'll talk to Tim Long, uh, at least in the chat, when we come back here on World Hockey Report. 
Get ready to win with Billy's Smelling Salts. Billy's Smelling Salts are for gamers, athletes, and competitors alike who want to get in the zone. Us at World Hockey Report teamed up with Billy's, and if you use the promo code WHR when checking out, you'll save yourself some money. The highest quality smelling salts in the game and at the best price point if you use the promo code WHR on Billy's. Billy's Smelling Salts. Get ready to win. Travel the world and watch sports with Sports Travel Tours. How about the English Premier League? Get up close at one of the F1's Grand Prix from Monaco to Singapore and beyond. To the NFL packages, the games in London, and to any across the U.S. Watch the Oilers and Flames with road trip packages to Vegas and beyond. Or if you're a hockey nut like us, the Spangler Cup is a must-see event. Watch Canada this December in Davos at our favorite championship of the year. For details and more, visit sportstraveltours.com today. It's Stanley Cup playoff time in the NHL. And if you want to save some money on your next ticket purchase, sign up for SeatGeek and use promo code WHR when checking out. It's that simple on SeatGeek. When you use promo code WHR on your first purchase, you'll save $20. And welcome back, everyone, here to World Hockey Report on this, what is it, Wednesday, June 29th. I had to remember what day it was. At least we got this, the finals done here. Cody Jansen alongside with me and Tyler Kuehl. At least we got the finals done before July. I mean, that that that's a bit of a change, right? What I'm not happy about is how do we have a July 1st free agency? That's what I want to get back to. That's the normal. It's Canada today. It's just an absolute. You're telling me Julian Breezewell is not off his rocker right now on some booze or whatever. They're playing. I mean, I mean. Those guys don't want to worry about that stuff right now. They want to relax a little bit, celebrate, have a beer or two. At least, you know, Julian no. Breeswell wants to relax. We should have free agency in two days, and that's that. And just have chaos. Uh, uh, <laughs> I'm not going to put up on the chat, but Emoy and uh, Jacob Loves TH Pan are just absolutely going at each other, looking like Bob Probert, Ty Domi back in the early 90s down in the chat section. You guys can look at that yourselves if you want. Um, so a friend of the show, Greg Wyshynski of NHL and ESPN, Put out an article shortly after the finals about Nathan McKinnon, Janner. Did you did you get a chance to look at that at all? Or yes, I read it. You sent it to me. I read it. So pretty much it was about how Nathan McKinnon is intense and he, you know, has a real passion for winning. And it took a hard right turn for a lot of people because um, well, long story short, you guys can read it yourself. It's on it's on ESPN.com slash NHL. And it's it's a great piece because it pretty much shows how Nathan McKinnon hated losing. It's not about a guy that likes to win. It's about a guy that hate to lose. And that's what Nathan McKinnon was. We saw it after last year's press conference. Uh, cited how Nikita Zadorov was chirping him for, you know, talking about guys, guys' diets and whatnot. And and some people took that as fat shaming or whatever. And, the, you know, how he how he was compared to Michael Jordan or whatever, of how demanding he was. And I, I'm sorry, Janner, I didn't. I I was not there for the criticism of Nathan McKinnon because I'm sorry, I would much rather win and play with a jerk than play with a nice guy and you know be at the bottom of the league every year. We're literally living in such a soft society where it's always just like, oh my goodness, he's hard on his teammates. He must be a terrible person. Oh my goodness, he wants his teammates eating healthy. Like, how could he push his teammates in practice? Like, that's actually what we've become, and it's so embarrassing. Like, Zadorov's going to complain about it, sure, but hey, enjoy winning one game in the second round. Like, you know, th this is what actual athletes do if they want to succeed. Everyone knows Sidney Crosby's a hard ass. Nathan McKinnon's a hard ass. Like, Ryan O'Reilly. that's where probably McKinnon got it from, eh? Well, probably. Watching I mean, that's just here. good Cole Harbor, guys. But, like... We can just stop the whole sensitive culture of like, oh my goodness, he's mean because he said something rude. Like th there's a story that Eric Johnson told on a podcast here this week. Uh, you know, if you want to listen to it, go for it. But like, he's like talking about McKinnon ripping into Kale McCarr in the intermission. And he's just, he's just laying into him for a good minute. And McCarr just stands there like stone face. He's like, okay. Like, you just, and again, like, Guys, don't take offense to that. Like, if you're not in the dressing room getting your ass torn by Nathan McKinnon, you shouldn't have a say. You shouldn't have a say just because you've got a Twitter account. Like, you're not in the room. You're not dealing with them personally. Just shut up. Well, and that and, and that's my point, too, is that it's 
it's one of those things because I I put out there I I put out a tweet that got a lot of a uh, lot of looks and a lot of uh, interesting comments and it was you know oh what if, is it worth you know putting your body through it and someone being well yeah because we won I remember I had a, my coach in high school I'm not going to name drop him he was a great guy good friend of mine and well that's as that's as good as it was because unfortunately we didn't do a whole lot of winning I go to college my coach Chris Green I remember him and I we almost came to blows once. Straight up almost fought, but those two years I was there at Davenport, we did a lot of winning. And I don't know about you, Janner, but I always, perf- I always, I got better as a goaltender when I had a guy, a coach, a captain that would tell me, "Hey, you're you're slowing up right now. You're bringing the team down. Pick it up." You know, I I always was better under that kind of under I don't know you call it stress or whatever, but under that form of guidance. How about that? Well, no, they're just holding you to a higher expectation. Right. That's that's what it is. Like, yes, you can cross a line. You can take things too far. But if they're just holding you to a high expectation because that's where they're at and they're the leaders of the team, you got to respect that. Oh, oh, you don't want to be yelled at by Nathan McKinnon. You don't have to play hockey. No one's forced to be in the NHL right now. No one's forced to play hockey. Like, hey, if if you don't want to deal with that, get a trade, talk to your agent, cry to your parents, do whatever you need. But no one's forced to be there. Let's let's make one thing clear. Yeah, that's one. And here's the thing, too. Nazem Kadri came out today saying that, you know, he wants to stay with Colorado, but obviously he knows that he can be worth a little bit more. But that's my point is, hey, he's willing to stay there. And you're telling me that Nathan McKinnon never got on Nazem Kadri? Come on now. I mean, listen, I love Naz to death, but I'm sure Naz was, you know, maybe pulled a few feathers the wrong way in his first couple in the first year or two there. But yeah, I I wasn't I, I love the article. Wyshynski's does always great stuff. I mean, that guy, him and Emily Kaplan literally carried the NHL and ESPN banner for years before the TV deal went through. So yeah. those guys, uh, we'll definitely have to get Wish on again to talk more. And I'll try to keep my wrestling references down when I talk to him a little bit. Um, let's talk about something that we put out today on World Hockey Report. Cody, explain this here. Obviously, the goaltending situation for Edmonton was always the discussion during the playoffs. Mike Smith, 48 saves one game, and then he'll stop 35 the next, but allow three goals from center ice. What did you guys propose? We proposed something that was very interesting, and I think it actually has some merit. Go into that a little bit. Well, I sent out the tweet at World Hockey RPT today. I'm like, if you're the Oilers, would you give up Stuart Skinner and two first-round picks for Connor Hellbuck? Out of Winnipeg. Like he's got two more years left at 6.1 million per year. But right now, if you're the Oilers, are you not in a win now mode? Like at all costs. So I get that's a hefty price to pay. But if Connor Hellbuck comes in and helps you win a cup and go to the Stanley Cup finals, maybe in one of these next two years, is that not worth it? Is that not worth the wait and see if Stuart Skinner could be our best? you know, our goaltender of the future, because there's no guarantee that this guy is an actual NHL starter, right? And if he is, there's, you know, there's no chance he's, or there's there's no guarantees more than an anti-Ranta or Pavel Francois. So like, why would you not consider it when you've got two late, you know, first rounders? Go all in. Winnipeg's having huge crisis issues right now. Get something done. Yeah, there's there's whispers of Pierre-Luc Dubois right now being moved. But from what I've heard is that Winnipeg is looking to hold on to wait, wait until they they get a head coach before they move Pierre-Luc Dubois, because maybe they think if they bring in the, the right coach in, maybe PLD will stay with the Jets, even though it's still very unlikely. But I, I like that move because here's the thing. Connor Hellebuck, I think, I mean, yeah, his numbers weren't great last year, but look at the team in front of him. <laughs> there was... I mean, the defense for Winnipeg is not 2018 with Bufflin, Truba, Enstrom. I mean, it's not that group anymore. It's it's a much lighter back end. And I'm sorry, I love Josh Morrissey to death, but when he's your number one guy, oh boy, Jenner. No, and that's that's kind of the point is like you can kind of sometimes capitalize off others chaos. And so I was a little shocked at some of the responses. Like I won't go through them all, but they're all on Twitter at World Hockey RPT. Like some people are like, oh, I wouldn't give up two first and Skinner. I'd just give up one first and Skinner. It's like I, I don't I think that's the absolute minimum you get Connor Hellebuck for. Like I was my original tweet was like Stuart Skinner plus three first rounders. Like I actually yeah. think that's how much a legit Vesna contender should cost you nowadays because you're not just but getting that, them for two first round picks. Right. And then that's the thing too. You try to, it's one of those strike with the iron tot sort of thing. And yes, the team just did have a pretty, a, a very topsy turvy season with Paul Maurice leaving saying, so he doesn't want to coach anymore. And Oh, look now he's in Florida, but that we already went down that path already. But 
I'm interested to see what could happen because yeah, if you went after Connor Hellebuck after 2020, after Vesna candidate, you know, year, I would say or Vesna winner year. Yeah. I'm pretty sure you'd have to go maybe three, even maybe four first rounders for a guy like Connor Hellebuck. But you know, the problem is with Edmonton. Yes. The goaltending, but I think you need to find a way to strengthen up that defense too. I mean, Darnell nurse is obviously he's been banged up and when he's not 100%, what, what Chris Russell's going to save the day. I'm sorry. That's just not going to work. I mean, it's almost like if you're going to make a trade like that, you almost want one other piece into it. But unfortunately, though, to your point, Janner, it's going to need another something going back to Winnipeg. That's where the problems lie. Well, yeah, once you start talking about more people, that means money's got to be shifted around and first round draft picks don't cost a thing, right? So if you are picking up a D-man or something like that, you're going to have to overpay and give them someone back that they can take, whether that is a Tyson Berry, whether that is, you know, um, Zach Cassian. Like, you got to get money off the book somehow, and so that's probably going to include your first, which I think they should be doing. Like, you should be packaging Tyson Berry in a first rounder to be getting yourself an absolute stud D-man in this offseason. Like, that's going to cost you nothing. Like when everyone yeah. looks back at the Devon Taves trade, they're going to be like, why didn't we just offer a first rounder? Like this guy is a legit 25 minutes a night D man. And some teams were scared to give up a first round pick for him. Wild. Yeah. Well, that's my thing too. It's in, I think if you're in this case, if you're Kenny Holland, you ask for the, the most while trying to give up the least. And then you, I mean, that's anyone who's ever purchased a car before you lowball the seller and then you work up into the middle or something that works for both of you. You don't, you don't just think, all right, this is what I think he's worth. Well, if he's worth that, go a little less and then try to see what you can get out of it. Cause you know what? Kevin Shavel day off might be desperate because the jets they're I don't know. I can't even say they're a playoff bubble team anymore. Janner. I think this is a team that's on the downside of no, they're downturn. in full rebuild mode. That's why yeah. I say, you know, you can go now. I'm not going to tell a GM how to do his job or anything. Yes, like you that. should. Janner. you should just walk well, over there to Manitoba because it's apparently so darn close up in Canada. I'm, I'm the least qualified person to tell Ken Holland how to do a job. But what I'm I saying, there's a lot of people that are qualified to Ken Holland to do a job right now. Uh, that's Twitter thinks they're all qualified, but we don't need to talk about them. So it's just kind of one of these situations where I think if you're the Oilers, you have to do something drastic. And that's kind of why I bring it up is like, if you can't keep a Vander Kane, well, you're going to free up some cap space, do something crazy. You really got to rock the boat because these next couple of years are going to be absolutely huge. When you've got Bouchard on a cheap deal, you got Broberg on a deep a cheap deal. You've got Holloway coming up. Like, Again, your window well, is not is already limitless. I, I like, look, at, look at Colorado. I, look at Colorado right now. Their window might have just been one year. Like this team could be completely different next year, and they could be a second round exit. Honestly, like that's not crazy to think. With no Darcy Camper, with no Nazem Kadri, with no Burakovsky, with no Nachushkin, not Domestikov. Almost got that one wrong. Like this could be a drastically different team that Colorado has next year. Plus, they're going to have to pay some big names here coming up. Yeah, I mean Nathan McKinnon in particular, six and six and a half million dollars for Nathan McKinnon. I wish, man. That's that. Even if you even tried to offer him that, I think back when he signed that contract in like NHL, like EA Sports NHL, they might say, "Nope, that's too little." Well, sorry. Uh, somehow they were able to make that one work. I'm interested what they do in Edmonton. Obviously, there that's this is their time to do it. But I do I do believe though Dylan Holloway. I think he starts in the NHL next year. I think he's earned that spot, especially with the fact that the decor they've realized it. It's you know they got to put they got to get all hands on deck there. A um, couple things here, uh, a couple newsworthy things we'll talk about here. The Pro Rock Studios, Tyler Kuehl alongside Cody Jansen. Do you guys need a new hockey stick? All the big brands raise their prices more affordable than ever before. Inflation, it sucks. But you don't have to worry about that when you go to ProRockHockey.com. ProRock.com, excuse me. A true Canadian company with real morals for players of all levels at the top of the, top of the line sticks. Fraction of the cost, lighter and more balanced and more customizable options than anything off the rack at ProRock.com. Uh, one thing, uh, was pointed out today by Elliot Friedman. Kevin Fiala is moving. You mentioned Billy. He's going to Buffalo. Go You think Buffalo? Yeah. You think, you think he's going to Buffalo? I've heard New Jersey and Ottawa are also in the running for Kevin Fiala to get traded. Obviously he had a good year with Minnesota last year. Unfortunately, with the fact that the Minnesota wild are going to be in cap doom and hell and everything in between that they need to offload as much as they can while still trying to be competitive, especially with the keep Caprizov. 
I, I, it's, no, I think done. Buffalo would be a good spot. They're not competitive anymore. Like, that's a team that's not competitive at all next season. That was This was their one shot. They knew it. They had to go for it all in because the next couple of years, the, the buyouts of both Ryan Suter and Zach Parise, they're going to kick in here, and they're not cheap, unfortunately. It takes up, I believe, is it one-tenth their salary cap? Or it's, a, it's a very large percentage for two players that aren't on the team anymore. Let's put it that way. And, you know, I, I like Buffalo because it, I please isn't no, no, don't be horrible. This is not the last world hockey report. Janner hasn't fired me yet, um, no. but drop a bunch of ever and stuff. We'll be doing live Q and A's and stuff like, Hey, we're, we're not going anywhere. Don't kid yourself. Tons of content. I know Pete's going to be dropping. Talks about 22 futures like Twitter at world hockey RPT, but yeah, we're not going anywhere. No, no, not at all. Not at all, indeed. Uh, Fial, like I said, Buffalo, Buffalo won't be a bad spot. Because I think, I really think the bottom of the Atlantic this year, I mean, Ottawa's the big question mark, but I think Buffalo and Detroit should be better. So adding a guy like Kevin Fiala, and they get it, you know, they get their goaltender. No, if you're you know? Detroit, you don't want If you're Detroit, you don't want him. Oh, no, I wouldn't say, no, not to, I'm saying how, like, Detroit and Buffalo are expected to be improving next season. Yeah, I don't yeah okay, oh, okay, okay, I got you, I got you. No, 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 I got you. No, also, did you see Weeksy's tweet? He's uh, Which one? he's saying Tampa Bay's uh, Derek Lalonde was in Detroit to meet with uh, the Red Wings yesterday for their head coach. Call it. Sorry. So uh, well, okay, that, yeah, that's an was, interesting one. We knew he's going to be talked to. Well, there was a lot of speculation a while ago, but I heard from a couple of sources that it was a done deal. They were just waiting for the finals to finish up, and this has not been confirmed yet. But I'm hearing Blash Hill was going to go join Cooper's staff down in Tampa and sort of a flip flop. So. Last year will not be out of the NHL. He didn't, he didn't want to go back to, I remember I talked to a couple people because he coached at Western and coached in the minor leagues. He said he didn't want to go back to anything below the NHL. So he's going to stay in the NHL uh, from what I have been told from my, my personal, my personal, uh, my sources or whatever you want to call it. Uh, but uh, let's see from, oh, there's, I thought I saw something that said Kevin Fiala was traded. Nope. It was just an athletic article saying that he's going to get traded. Uh, nothing certain there. Anthony Duclair, Janner. This was a tough one for me because the way how good this guy was betting on himself with, you know, being his own guy and not having an agent negotiating his own contracts. Duclair going under the knife tomorrow for an Achilles tendon surgery and is expected to miss surmountable time after this. It's not been disclosed how he injured his Achilles, but Duclair, this is a guy that was in the dumps when he was in Columbus and bet on himself with Florida and has really made a name for himself down there. Yeah, that sucks. Off-season injuries are the worst. Like, I mean, that's just terrible to hear. But also for a guy coming off such a sick season. Like, I know he's in Florida with this high-scoring run-and-gun team. But, dude, the guy just tucks the puck. That's all he does. So I hope for a speedy recovery. Hope he's all right and hope he comes back, you know, and can get in similar form to where he's at. Because, yeah, I mean, this guy's got to make more millions. Like, he deserves another ticket. He deserves a big deal. And, yeah, I hope he gets back to, you know, where he was at this past season. Yeah, Florida's going to be interesting, too, because obviously there, there's whispers of them thinking about possibly moving Bobrovsky. We talked about that, of course, with Kevin Woodley and whether or not Spencer Knight's ready to be the number one guy. They're not going to have Claude. Well, most likely they might not have Claude Giroux next year, but of course, that's going to be this. We're going to figure that out when free agency comes around here soon. Uh, last bit of news for you at the break. Sean Burke hired as director of goaltending by the Vegas Golden Knights. There you go, Jacob. There's your news. And John Stevens. Oh, uh, you LA said Vegas team. Golden Knights. You said no, but this is news. Night. I actually have no, news. It's that's, it's news. That's it. Vegas Golden take Knights. It out, take it out of my salary. The right? just, take out, just take it out yeah, of my salary. Yeah, it's, coming, right? it's coming out of the year-end salary. It's coming off the cap. Minnesota John Wild Stevens uh, hired as an assistant. Sean Burke's kind of interesting because of the fact that Burke has made it clear that he wants to be a GM one day. And he's always getting these jobs of like director of goaltending or assistant GM or assistant scout or something like that. So maybe something to the work the there. That in Vegas. guy is an incredible hockey mind. Like that guy's forgotten more about hockey than I'll ever know to begin with. And yeah, there's going to be some people who obviously hate him for other stuff. And that's just your t- typical soft, sensitive culture that's coming around. Yeah. But again, Berkey's a friend of the show. We love him. The guy's a genius. He's going to be awesome with the goalies down there in Sin City. And Realistic. Couldn't have a more I, sane I, I, guy working with uh, with Robin Leonard, right? Yeah, well, 
I think he should be an assistant general manager. Like that's probably a more appropriate role for him. But uh, and that's why I think this is the plan here. Maybe they're going to try to work him in because I don't know how long Kelly McCrimmon's going to be the GM for. I mean, these guys are now getting more fired more often than ever ever as GM. So he might be in a spot where he might be able to work his way up the chain. I 100% think so. Hey, uh, I mean, you know what? If you got a question for us, get it in the chat right now. We got about 20 minutes or so left in the show, so let's load it up with some questions. We'll finish it off. I know Tyler's got a lot more news, eh? Or news, uh, comments, things to talk about. We're never short of things to talk about here, but let's get some questions buzzing around, get the chat going, because, yeah, the next time we're back, it'll be around NHL draft time. Maybe we're going to drop a big interview next week. Maybe we got one lined up, but uh, yeah, we're still around. World Hockey Report, we're not going anywhere. We'll be back though right after this. Get ready to win with Billy's Smelling Salts. Billy's Smelling Salts are for gamers, athletes, and competitors alike who want to get in the zone. Us at World Hockey Report teamed up with Billy's, and if you use the promo code WHR when checking out, you'll save yourself some money. The highest quality smelling salts in the game and at the best price point if you use the promo code WHR on Billy's. Billy's Smelling Salts. Get ready to win. Travel the world and watch sports with Sports Travel Tours. How about the English Premier League? Get up close at one of the F1's Grand Prix from Monaco to Singapore and beyond. To the NFL packages, the games in London, and to any across the U.S. Watch the Oilers and Flames with road trip packages to Vegas and beyond. Or if you're a hockey nut like us, the Spangler Cup is a must-see event. Watch Canada this December in Davos at our favorite championship of the year. For details and more, visit sportstraveltours.com today. It's Stanley Cup playoff time in the NHL. And if you want to save some money on your next ticket purchase, sign up for SeatGeek and use promo code WHR when checking out. It's that simple on SeatGeek. When you use promo code WHR on your first purchase, you'll save $20. And welcome back, everyone, here to World Hockey Report on this Wednesday, June 29th. Tyler Kewell alongside Cody Jansen here from the Pro Rock Hockey Studios, wrapping things up on the season and slowly getting ready for the offseason. Of oh, the, the offseason's here. We're in offseason mode. We're in offseason mode now? Okay, officially we are. Fine, fine, fine. I guess it's true. I mean, I've, I guess I've, I've gotten too good of a tan for these playoffs to not be considered in the offseason, so... I agree with that. By the way, happy sixth year anniversary to Adam Larson. <laughs> to put that out there. The deal's six, one for one. Six years ago, Janner, I was still playing when the when these when the 23 minutes of chaos happened. Stamco signed his big extension with Tampa, making every Toronto Maple Leaf fan unhappy. And then the haul for Larson one for one, which was the first one, as well as Subban for Weber was the other big trade on that day. Uh, by the way, don't be horrible jumping in there saying that he was following Cody and myself on at World Hockey RPT. Guys, you can follow Janner at Janner on PXP at me at TJKU29. Janner, where were you that day? Do you remember that day? Not a clue. Not a clue. I, no. I mean, it was post-birthday, so like I think we can all imagine the type of shape I was in, but... Uh, yeah, it's interesting. Also, don't be horrible, says interview. Please tell us more. I, I can't drop any, but uh, yeah, he probably laced up the skates in the NHL this year. I mean, he, he's coming soon. We'll see if it's next week or the week after, but we'll be dropping it. Um, also, he says he likes the ads, but he just doesn't have money for them. That's fair. SeatGeek's awesome. It'll save you 20 bucks on your purchase. Like, it's it's the perfect date night. You're going to the ball game. You're just like, oh, I'll pick up a couple of tickets, right? Well, don't just go to the box office and pay normal price. Like, go check out SeatGeek first. Get them on your phone. Save 20 bucks. It's Sometimes you can save it's half price or even more. So it's actually a sick deal 
Uh, also, why didn't we grow out our playoff beards? Well, Tyler, I know you can't grow facial hair. I, I am blonde AF kid. <laughs> like, I, there's yeah, nothing- like you can't even like see mine on the screen. Like it's, it's unbelievable. I, I do have facial hair. It's just not good. It's ugly. It's no. terrible, but it's, yeah, it's no. mostly blondish red. My driver's license before I, my most recent one, when I was still in Canada, like I used to let everything grow when I played, especially when I was in luck now. And it, my wife said, I looked like the Hobbit. Like it was, it, it looked like I should have been a criminal. Like it was, it was not good. Like the awful Amish goat chin and everything. It was, it was something that's else. T- that's a tough look. That's a tough look. Yeah, Epic wants not- to know who the wings going to hire for head coach. Who's your pick? Derek H. Lalonde. I don't know if his middle name is X starts with an H, but no, Derek Lalonde is a uh, former fair state uh, coach by the, or assistant coach, by the way. Uh, it seems like he's going to be the sure thing. Like Cody said, right before we went to break, uh, that is where he is now in Detroit is Lalonde, according to Kevin Weeks. Uh, that was one that we reported on last week as well. Not a bad pick at all, I would say, because this guy has obviously been part of a winning organization and fans in Detroit, they want a winner. They want to have days. They want to have another two-hour documentary about a rivalry they have like they did back in when they did Unrivaled, which I think is it was pretty good. Even my wife, who I watched with it, was it Monday? Yeah, it was Monday. We watched it. She actually liked it. She's not that kind of a hockey fan. Uh, why Tim? It was a Tim regarding the hair. Why, or you're back. I'm confused. Janner. I'm don't throw up comments. And I don't know what's going I'm just, on. I'm Janner. firing around comments. We're talking with like, it, it's all chat here to close it out. We just want to hear from you. Honestly, like we could just let the fans take over. They could do it. Also is Jim Montgomery's name, not getting tossed around a little more like in Detroit. I thought that he, would be a guy they'd be talking to. So the reason why is because I guess I, Stevie Eiserman is very, He's done a really good job of keeping everything to his chest. I He might be talking to Jim Montgomery. That might have been a thing, but I think he just found a better fit. And of course, remember, he hired Lalonde down in Tampa. So it's one of those things that he knew he had potential to be a head coach then. And that's why he's going to look like he's going to give him a shot here now. And I would say, no offense, yeah, Epic, I saw it there, uh, original six, 100%. I think, well, allegedly... Uh, we were talking about this with Alex Micheletti. It sounds like David Quinn is going to be the guy in Boston, even though Jim Montgomery had been getting interviewed as well. And I also learned today that Scott Sandlin, the Minnesota Duluth head coach, the great coach down there for the Bulldogs, had also been interviewed by the Bruins. But it looks like David Quinn, Boston area guy. He's coached in New England area for a little bit. Boston University coach as well. Seems like he is the front runner. Bye, Tim. Good to see you, buddy. Um but yeah, no, that's what it seems like it's going to be in Boston. So Montgomery, I think, man, and that's the hard part too. And, you know, with Pete DeBoer going back to Dallas, I, I wonder how sour that relationship was. Cause I understand why Jim left the stars or resigned from his position. Obviously he had to take care of some personal issues there. I wonder why that wasn't given more of a look. Cause I thought he did a good job before he ended up having to step aside. So I, Hey, Montgomery might now be the front runner for Winnipeg because Winnipeg was, of course, banking on Barry Trotz. So that could be a thing too, Janner. So I, I don't think Montgomery is going to be a guy that is going to be off the market for long. Our guy, Tim, back. He said, psych, sonked this out. You must be working hard, eh, Tim? Just a tough day at the office watching around. Oh, he's, he's working hard. He's not us. Got it. <laughs> hey, Sean, what's Sean, going on? Peanut hey, butter hey. man. Peanut okay, butter man Tyler, if you had to pick one current NHL question for one current Chandler to be a head coach next season who would it be one coat one player right now yeah like a player today well apparently not nathan mckinnon because apparently he's a jerk um he'd be like mike babcock kicking yawn franzen or whatever i guess according to the comments i received on my tweet man i see that's that's the problem right it's like oh say oh the best players whatever it's all it's never a great player that's a good coach right i mean we saw what happened with wayne gretzky could get his own ask, team out of the, out pick of the depths of. Your comments here. If you had to pick one current player to be a coach next season, a head coach next season, who would it be? Tyler, you're on the spot right now. Hot seat. Give us an answer. Let's go. Let's just have some fun here. And let's say Ryan Reeves, because I don't know why That's not. A, I feel a like stupid answer. Well, stupid what's your answer, answer then, Janet? It's Zdeno Chara, 100%. As a head coach. I think he would be a little intimidating. I think he'd be a little funny. And I pretty much just said like he was kind of hard on his teammates and, you know, I don't know. Teammates weren't thrilled with him or 
whatever. Like Zadorov said, he's too hard on him. And again, Zadorov's not a winner. He's an absolute loser to begin with. But like McKinnon just wants to win. And so, yes, some of his teammates do think he's a jerk, but he's also an effective jerk. And they just lifted the Stanley Cup. Yeah, that's that's the big point. That's like, hey, like if he was a jerk and they lost, you're right. Then we can kind of say he's a little overbearing, but the guy won. Patrick Hornquist, that guy is definitely a jerk. I don't know if he's, oh, oh, for coach. That makes, you know. Uh, yeah, for coach. Well, sorry, we're right. on the jerk talk. Yeah, you gotta let when me does know Mike Babcock get another chance? I honestly don't think Babcock ever comes back. I, I think he's no. got his millions. I think he's happy setting up his kid in Saskatchewan. Awesome spot. Great U sports spot. But I, I really think that Babcock is just content with where he's at yeah. right now. I heard he was getting a couple of, there were a couple people asking about him during the season when there were a couple of vacancies opening, but it didn't seem like it went too much further other than that. So did y'all see intentionally shot the puck at the ref, Hedman? That was Stamkos. That was Stammer. Because we talked yeah, about Stam- it with Peelzy on Twitter there. And he said, hey, you know what? I know Stamkos. He's a good guy. He would never do that intentionally. I think it was a little bit just emotional. He just shot the puck and the ref happened to be there. Like, it wasn't like he's taking a clapper at Buddy's Charlie Horse or anything. But like, yeah, right. it was a little gutsy. I saw it right away. Yeah, no, that that one and Victor Hedman yelling, getting mad at the equipment manager for not getting him a backup stick when his stick broke there. Such a baby like that's a again, what a joke. He was angry because he didn't get to go take his shirt off in front of a press conference again. That was his thing. Yeah, like I, I just have little respect for that. And just just the Russian in general and him, you know, pisses me off to begin with. But like then you go and throw a fit on ice and you try and embarrass your equipment manager. Like, grow up. You're a piece of shit. I th- I think he obviously could have handled it differently. But then again, with Cooch, there's always been, like, instances of that. And that's why there's been, you know, rumors and reports of tension between him and John Cooper. But one of the things is that, once again, those guys are able to figure it out, and they all, they've all they won two Stanley Cups. Torch is in Philadelphia now. Yeah, put Cooch off with Tortorella. Let's have us a good old-fashioned Twitter. Let's let's have a nice media battle of all battles of them just yelling. How about Larry Brooks choosing not to vote on the player awards because he wasn't happy with, like, the COVID restrictions? Did you see that? Brooksy. Yeah, <laughs> that sounds that's, like, that's That awesome. sounds like Brooksy. Yeah. Let's be honest. Torts is the only reason why Brooks is popular or, like, a name now, like, when everyone knows because of him going after him during media scrums. But, he, he you know, he... I don't know. It's like him with, I, I love Stan Fischler, like all this, you know, the historical stuff that he puts out, but sometimes he puts out his opinion and it's just like, yeah, no, I'm not here for it. And highly, Oh, Epic in there and highly competitive. I believe in highly competitive situations. I'm a dick too. I don't hold players too hard against that in those situations. Yeah. Talking about McKinnon, of course here, uh, before we go, I got to mention one thing, uh, a couple things, actually. Uh, Hockey Canada is the investigation continues. We've been, kind of developing story obviously scotia bank pulling out suspending sponsorship for hockey canada obviously one of the big partners and that could carry over into the world junior championships this obviously in reaction to the sexual abuse allegations from 2018 in the world junior camp uh still a lot of people having to be heard that's coming up next month also we're hearing that canadian tire also might be pulling out here soon as well that is potential uh, a lot of crazy stuff going on with hockey canada and i, I gotta ask you janner how were, I mean, I, myself, I am really good at just shutting things out. Certainly like I, I'm going to cheer for Canada when we get to the world juniors in August. I understand that, but I feel like I'm going to watch it. I'm just going to have that in the back of my mind of what's going on with this investigation. How are you going to watch Canada hockey, Canada, put a team on the ice with all this still going on? Well, I think Telus is pulling up too. And sorry, we're getting I, just a storm's rolling in. I think my internet's dying on me here. It cut out on my phone. So I think I'm still, you can hear me, right? We're good. Oh yeah, I can hear you. Oh, okay. 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 Sorry about that. You're, a little, yeah. you're a little fuzzy, but then again, I've been, I, I mean, I'm not going to lie. Yeah, if I've had two beers or not, but anyways, uh, what? We're, well, we're playing through a storm right now. No, it's, it's, it's good. It's good on sponsors. Absolute garbage of what Hawk Canada did there. And again, just the way they've handled things in the past. They have to be better. So you got to hold them accountable. I would love to see Scotiabank, Telus, Canadian Tire, these companies say, you know what? Screw you. Figure it out. We'll come back in two years. We'll talk to you. We're going to spend our money, whether that's the, the, the PWHPA, whether that's, you know, picking it up in major juniors or I don't know. Other other types of investments that you can make that aren't hockey Canada related. The issue with hockey Canada is 
what is it a monopoly is that the one where it's like they literally like cover everything they really they have all yeah they have all the they have the chl the o the cjhl yeah. all the junior leagues yeah so i i fully that, agree I, I think it's gonna be you know Sometimes it's unfortunate, but it's going to be other people who pay for it. Why? Because Hockey Canada, IIHF, they're still going to focus on their profitable profitable events. Why? Because they're a business. So unfortunately, they're going to find the money for World Junior. Yeah. Where they're not going to is those lower level events and the events that don't bring in money, which generally are the women's events. Yeah, that that's going to be, I think, uh, the, one of the big storylines going forward here it's gonna be some pretty bare ice possibly the way things are looking there uh for the world juniors in august here uh don't be horrible yes i am american yes i like canada more that's a very long story i fell in love with the country when i was a kid and which is vice if there was no borders i'd be south you'd be south 100 percent. like chicago amazing scottsdale sign me up oh i listen i i'm not gonna deny there's great american cities to live in i just prefer i like i like being in canada more i maybe i like being in toronto i love being in you know southern ontario i love going to montreal i know some people don't like going into quebec and too far into that but i i just love it i go in there i feel like there's literally a border i feel like whenever i cross the blue water bridge and pour down to sarnia and all of a sudden my life becomes better i don't know what it is but i just maybe that's just me i i'm one of those people yes i cheer for canada from the americans epic says i'm a traitor yes i am i am your oh, that's the wrong one I am Benedict Arnold. That is my name. Thank you very much. Um, don't be horrible. Isn't Michigan sort of Canada? Yes. Yes, it is. And then again, you ask part of Southern Ontario. It's sort of Michigan as well. Uh, last couple things here before we let you go. We're running it close here. Uh, Janner, you and I put our top five players in the game. Why is Kale McCarr right behind Connor McDavid? Because he's the only one who can stop Connor McDavid. I, I think he that in the biggest stakes is the only player player who can go 1v1 with Connor McDavid and absolutely shut him down 100% while dominating a series and while single-handedly being the most effective player in the playoffs. Like, it's not a joke that he's the Conn Smythe winner because he dominated top to bottom. Like, it doesn't matter if he's put a defensive role against McDavid or an offensive power play role against the best penalty kills in the entire NHL. He was effective. Yeah, he, he showed me a lot more, too, on his defensive side, which I thought he did not have as much as. I put Matt or uh, McDavid as well. I put Matthews on at five because I threw Shesterkin into four because I feel like I need to give a little goalie love. I know you put Vasilevsky, and yes, Vasilevsky technically won the conference finals, but I think, let's be honest, Shannon, if you flip the goaltenders and put them on the other team, I think Shesterkin would have gone on the Stanley Cup finals. Just, that's just how good both those goaltenders are. I think that's a fair take. I just think Vasilevsky's is five because he's, I agree with Dylan you there. Car, Hughes isn't in the top five. Each D man right now. Um, Adam, what in Canada wants Saskatchewan fishing? Like Alberta's number two, Saskatchewan's I, I, number one. I like going to. Uh, yeah, I've been to Lake Huron before myself. Uh, last thing, Memorial Cup tonight, Memorial Cup final, Hamilton versus St. John. Janner, your pick. I want to see uh, do fours score four more. So I'll take the whole St. John. On the barn's gonna be rocking. I absolutely hate the Quebec Major Junior Hockey League, but I really want to see them beat the hammer. You hate the Quebec League, but I love the Maritimes. That's exactly what you probably say. I'm going Hamilton, Mason no. McTavish, big games guy. We see it all the time. We see him, Nathan McKinnon in 2013, saw it with Matthew Kachuk in 2016 for London. The big guns come up with the big games when they need it most. Mason McTavish and the Hamilton Bulldogs in the Memorial Cup tonight. And that is it here. Janner lost you. Oh, God. Is this how it ends? Janner, frozen in time. Is he there? Oh, my gosh. Did we lose him? Janner, where are you, friend? Did Janner finally go out? Oh, man, poor Janner. All right, Janner's going to probably put it out there if we don't get him before the end here. But thank you guys all very much for jumping in the chat. This is how it ends, Sean Butcher. I agree. He is gone, unfortunately, Cody Jansen. But thank you all very much for once again for watching this edition of World Hockey Report. Like we said, big interview next week. We'll talk about it more. Be sure to follow us at World Hockey RPT. Follow Janner, even though he kind of had an internet issue there, at Janner on PXP. Myself, Tyler Kuehl, at TJKU29. We'll be back next week, and we'll obviously we'll keep going in the offseason, guys. We'll give you a, a little bit of a better idea of what we're going to do going in the future later on down the line. But... The offseason is here in the NHL and hockey and more. 
We're going to talk about it. All that and more on World Hockey Report. See you next time, guys.